Hi, we're back, and this week we explain where the heck we've been and talk about our trip to the Salvador Dali Museum in St. Pete. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Hello and welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun. Whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most out of your time in Florida. Whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Sunshine State of Mind is brought to you by SunshineStateInsider.com, your resource for Florida travel news, tips, and reviews. And SunshineStateShirts.com, where you can find fun Florida apparel and more. I'm Andy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind. It's been a little while till we've done an episode, huh? No. Has it? So, more we're than, back. More than somewhat. We're back. We missed, we've been we've been off uh, off the grid for about a m- month. Month? Three weeks to a month? No, it's definitely been a month at least. Our last episode it's... was about spring break fishing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was um, in March. It was. So, and now it's May. <laughs> so I feel like we we owe everybody uh, an explanation an explanation of where we went. So well, of where we went, w- we went off the grid. <laughs> we di- we didn't go anywhere. We s- <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so let me just tell you, my brother, he is a real estate agent. Yes. In the Chicago. I don't know area. where you're going with this. He listens. He to has th- absolutely nothing to do with this. <laughs> He's a listener. Th- us being off the air has not been his fault. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. He's a listener, so you know. Hey, shout out to you. Uh, he <laughs> can we say his name? No. Well, I don't know. I don't like to say people's names if they don't. I know bet who he they likes are. to hear his name on here. So they said. He said. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. He's a real. He's a realtor. <laughs> he, he tells pr- prospective buyers that are looking at a house, but are like, I think maybe I. It's perfect, but I want to do this thing. He tells people, just so you know, living in heavy renovations for an extended period of time is like living in one of the circles of hell. That's what he tells his people. <clears throat> yeah. I, and yeah, that's where we've been living for the past four weeks is in one of the inner circles. Any, of one of Dante's renovation. Circles, hell. Seven, seven. Is it seven circles of hell? Yes. We, we did, we did a little bit of work on the house. A little. Yeah. Back in April, early April, we started this. Wait, not thinking it was going to be so dang disruptive like absolutely just completely took over our lives for three to four weeks well it's been more than that it's that's not the only thing that's been going on so but that's been a big part of it that was a big part of it we lost our we 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 were kind of doing some taking advantage of uh, a lot of stuff going on and we decided let's do the bathrooms the way we've wanted. Let's do the kitchen the way we wanted. We, well, we, we did some house renovations. Let's start from the beginning. Because okay. really, it all started with your sister. Because it all comes back to your family, apparently. So your sister was here in town. Remember? Yeah. Right around Easter. Yeah. And um, she was in town. And I think we didn't do the show that week. Because be- we had family because over. Because we had family over. Right. right. It was hard to fit it in. Hard, right. hard to fit it in. And at that same point, we started... Some of our renovations. We um, did a little bit of work in the kitchen. It wasn't like a full like kitchen renovation. Like, a, you know, we didn't gut the kitchen or anything like that. But we got new countertops and a back. It wasn't love it or list it just yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and we painted the cabinets. <clears throat> so that, that process was happening while your sister was here. And also during that time, I had something happen at work that was like, completely took you off a the grid huge, like you had you like, were gone yeah. it was like 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 a an implosion right. basically so we had home <laughs> renovations you had a work emergency it wasn't like I, nothing i did it was just something i had to right. i had to work basically you got really really busy at work uh the and d- by busy he means like like 16 hour days. oh yeah shannon i d- did not see you for almost a week straight yeah i mean you were gone 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 right for work stuff and then but i'd get texts occasionally like does this look okay? Yeah. Because yeah. they were renovating the house. Renovator <laughs> guy wants to know if this color is fine. What do you think of this? Right. And because, I mean, I was really the, like, I mean, you this were. This was like your design. You were very supportive of the whole process. And I'm very thankful for that. But this was my baby. This was, you designed the kitchen. You designed the bathroom the yes. way you wanted it. 
And so you, and then when it came time for them to do all the work, you got pulled off to work. And so you yeah, were gone. I was gone. And I'm left here answering questions, <laughs> hoping to get it straight. And I'm like, I even told the guy a couple times, just there was like something to do with like a backsplash, a backsplash detail. Right. And I said, whatever. He, what I asked him, how do people usually do it? And he goes like this. I'm like, well, if it's not the way Shannon wants it, I'll claim responsibility. Just do it that way. And you loved it. You were fine. But yeah. Yeah. So a, a combination of you had a work emergency that lasted weeks. Yes. Uh, that pulled you away. Home renovations, which are completely disruptive. I mean, we were living in, we lost our, our recording studio for about right. two to three weeks. Yeah. We literally couldn't Couldn't record. access it. Like we had just, <laughs> it was covered in boxes and dust and everything was moved and disassembled. Right. And <clears throat> and we didn't expect that to happen. No, so, we did not. Uh, then... I mean, that was just, that was going on forever and forever and right. every that day. That was enough. Every day you got people in your house hammering and sawing and drilling and noise. But then if that wasn't enough. You got really, really sick. I got really sick. And no, it wasn't COVID. It wasn't COVID. <laughs> You've already been vaccinated. Yes. Uh, then So you got really sick, like almost a week. Then you and passed like it to so me. Sick, like so sick that I was like in bed with a fever like you were like, I think you have COVID. Like I. You thought you had COVID even though you were well, vaccinated. I like. Well, when I went to the doctor, so basically for me, and this is way more information than anyone wants to know, but, That's fun. <laughs> but basically for me, anytime I get a cold, it tends to turn into a sinus infection. And that, <coughs> sorry, Andy just turned off my mic oh. when he tried to turn off his own mic. <laughs> I just coughed into the mic. You coughed into the mic and then turned off my mic while I was sorry talking. About that. See, it's funny. We were just talking about how these buttons are. Backwards. Trans yeah, they're backwards. <laughs> this button right here that I'm touching that the listener can't see yes. is the one that I should be using. Yeah, I had to cough because I still have a little bit of what you gave me. Right. So anyway, I got I got a cold from one of our contractors, actually. Yeah. And, and he was COVID negative. He had to get tested. Yeah, he yeah he had yeah. to get tested. He was COVID negative. Um, I got a cold, which very promptly turned into a sinus infection because we were living in one giant dust bowl too you know uh, it was awful the this dust whole house was, was covered crazy in dust and um and i think that the combination of me working 16 hour days combined with uh, living in a dusty house super stressful plus getting sick it like really knocked me out i think that's why i got so so sick um so i had a fever i was in bed like we were supposed to go see the Salvador Dali Museum exhibit Van Gogh Alive, like what was it? Three weeks ago. About three weeks ago, and we we you were and just it was too the sick day, to make it. It was the day that I couldn't even get out of bed, and like literally, I was like laying in bed, and the kids would come in, and I'd be like dozing off, you know, like not watching TV, you know, that kind of sick. Like you're not so you're not you're not sitting there watching TV. Oh, that's how I you're was just the last laying week. there, sleeping and being miserable. Right. <laughs> so um, anyway. Uh, so you passed it to the kids. So you I was it to me. I was sick with that for almost a week. I've, a good I haven't week, been right. out. And meanwhile, I'm supposed to be working these 16 hour days, right? So people at work are like, "Well, crap, we got to cover for Shannon," <laughs> you know. So other people are working for, on my behalf. It was like it was crazy. And then so you got sick, and then the kids got sick. And I was pretty sick too. And I thought that maybe I'm like, man, I'm not convinced. This isn't COVID because I had a fever. I yeah. was just really fatigued. You were, yeah, you were, you were like, I didn't I know have it's like COVID. the breathing or the lung thing, but I, but, uh, you got a cough, which tends to happen with colds. But then our daughter got tested and she was negative and then yeah. I got better. I still have a little of a lingering thing. Yeah. So it's probably, you can maybe hear it. My I don't voice think a you bit. can. I don't, no. I don't think you're, yeah, I think you're fine. But that's where we've been a combination of you being overworked. Right. So we finished our, our renovations, renovations and got, sick. Our finished, <laughs> Here we are four weeks later. Our renovations finally ended this past week. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. And I think we're like those of us that were on antibiotics have wrapped up our round of antibiotics. Like, you know, it's like I, I feel like life might return to normal. Hopefully. It's a new month. Knock on wood. New month, new you. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was so bad. There was. The, I'm glad the renovations are done. Me too. There was no part of it that I enjoyed. It was the worst month. It was just terrible. The but whole it, thing. Was worth it, it was the, worth it. It was worth it. The bathrooms, the kitchen, the floors, everything looks amazing. It really does. It was. I think we just <clears> bit <throat> off more than we could chew doing it, all that at one time. Yeah. The house was so just disrupted and 
It was it, it was, was chaotic. And it we was couldn't do anything. Like we haven't been able to go do anything fun to even talk about on the podcast. Right. Except and the one day that we sit around were, and be sick. We and had them. We had the contractors like basically take a day off. I ended up being so sick we couldn't even go right, anywhere. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it was crazy. So that's where we've been. That's where we've been, and uh, but we finally were able to get back out in the world this weekend and. We just kind of mentioned how a couple weeks ago we were supposed to go to the Salvador Dali Museum Go, to yeah. go see the Van, new Van Gogh exhibit. Not, it's not well, it's, it's new, not but new. it's it's, it, it's temporary. It's temporary, but it's been there a while, and we just hadn't gotten a chance to go. It's it was extended, I think, until June. So it's if you haven't gone, I think you have another month to go. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We were at, we went out to the to St. Pete, beautiful St. Pete, Florida. Yep, downtown St. Pete, to go to the pretty famous um salvador dali museum that's down there uh right beautifully famous architecture when you see this thing mm -hmm. the salvador dali museum has been in st pete for many years before the current um the, the current what's the word i'm looking for the current version of it yeah yeah they they moved it all to a new just beautiful building a few years back probably more than a few years back now right and uh so the Salvador Dali Museum in downtown St. Pete mm -hmm. right now has the, like you said, the Van Gogh, what's it called? Van Gogh Alive? Van Gogh Alive. Van Gogh Alive. Exclamation it's, point. The, the museum always, it, it has about half of it is dedicated to Salvador, Salvador Dali. Dali. The other half is always dedicated to some kind of traveling whatever exhibit. traveling exhibit. We went a few years ago for an Andy Warhol thing. That was cool too. And I really liked that. Yeah. Um, then we decided let's go. You know, do this. So you do have to reserve tickets ahead of time. Yep. And they give you about a two-hour window, which is plenty of time. Uh, but this time, we were supposed to go a few weeks ago. You got really, really sick. So then we had to kind of right. call them up and explain. And they they were able to... Yeah. They were able to... Uh, help us out. Help us out. Hook us up with a, with a redo. <clears throat> um, no, so we didn't tell them, we're from a Florida podcast and we're going to give you a... We could have. We could have. But we <laughs> didn't do that. We never do that. Um. So the exhibit before you, I mean, I know we're not getting into it right now because you want to do our, um, our Amazon purchase of the, oh, of the thank week. You, thank you for that segue, Shannon. Thank you guys. Even though we've been kind of off, off the grid for a couple of weeks. Uh, thank you to all of you guys who continued, um, clicking through our Amazon link on our website yes. and purchasing stuff on Amazon. Cause that really helps support the show. Um, anybody who clicks through there, anytime you purchase anything, they throw us a couple of, a couple of uh, pennies for. <laughs> for the for the effort yeah um we like to do a listener purchase of the week to kind of i don't know i think it's fun people want to hear yeah stuff they want to hear what if their item that they purchased so uh this and week we always try to try to choose something appropriate we've missed a few <laughs> weeks but i thought this these were kind of these looked comfortable uh and uh it's uh it's outdoorsy even though it's getting to be kind of hot out there oh kinda. uh the macaulay women's cargo hiking pants those um with uh you 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 upf why does it, why does that why do I feel that looks wrong? UPF UPF fifty, UF you know, like the like the ultraviolet ultraviolet protection factor. That's what UPF means. What do they call it when it's on sunscreen? It's not called UPF, is it? The number is SPF SPF right. <laughs> I, I I like forgot for a second. I were I read the word UPF the letters UPF and I'm like it has something to do with the sun right ultraviolet. So yes, thank you to whoever it was who purchased those um, hiking pants. I hope you. Uh, Stay cool in them in Florida. Yeah, hopefully you're going somewhere cooler to hike. There's not really a ton of hike. I mean, there's walking through woods, which I guess is hiking. But I always think of hiking as like mountains or hills. You know what I mean? Like that's what you think of it. Uh, think I, of it. It as. is. That is what I. That's what. That's what that's, I said. <laughs> if you don't see a mountain or a hill, it's not hiking. To me, um, I feel like hiking is like you're climbing a hill or you're. A, yeah, I do. I do. I'm sorry. There's there's a <laughs> lot of hiking here. It's a lot of it is like you said. It's kind of through flat, flat lands, very flat, flat, flat trees along trails. I really like lots going of to, mosquitoes. I like going to Hillsborough River State Park for hiking. I think that's a cool spot. I don't think you've ever said that before. No. Is that going to be like the thing I keep repeating? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. Um, because it's close. It's like ten minute drive from here. Yeah. So Shannon. Yes. Would you like to talk about the Dali Museum? I, I actually would like to talk about it okay. very much. So we took the kids. And we and we told them it was the Dolly Museum. D-O-L-L-Y. No, we didn't. 
You're such a dork. No, we did not. We told them that it was the Salvador Dali Museum, the guy. And they the said, painter. who's that? And um, told him about the persistence of memory, which is his famous melting clocks painting. Because we thought maybe that that might look familiar to them. You know? I don't think it was. I don't think it did either. Um, I, I kind of sold it to them as saying, this guy, is, he's the Spanish guy. He was kind of known, uh, kind of a famous weirdo eccentric we'll yeah, say if you're if you're a famous talented painter you're eccentric you're not weird if you're not famous and rich you're just a weirdo correct if you're rich and famous you're eccentric right or talented I, you know i showed him the pictures of him like walking around with like walking an aardvark on a leash like it's a dog just these weird things he would do just to just to be weird the, the mustache just to kind of hype up this guy he's kind of a weirdo yeah and we're gonna go look at his his, his, his famous museum <laughs> And uh, and I said, he's a surrealist. Do you know what that means? Just, you know, weird. Just art that's weird for the sake of being weird. Is it's that surreal. How, you, how you would describe it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not real. It's surreal. It's surreal. Weird for the sake <laughs> of being weird. Um, well, so they really actually, I mean, they were kind of, I think, they're kids, right? So anytime you take them to an art museum, I feel like it's some of it's going to be a little dry. Some of it's going to be like not there up their alley. Right. Um, they really enjoyed the, I think they really liked the um, Abraham Lincoln painting that I can't remember the name of it right now. It's got some really, It's got really like long, a really strange name. Like a long, long the official name. long name is like woman looking at this. It's not woman. It's some other it's like word some, for a woman. Yeah. It's like a woman looking out window. But when you back up. 400 paces then it's turns abraham. into abraham lincoln that's <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the name of the title that's the official <laughs> right. name and it's cool when you were up close it just looks like a woman looking out a window looking out a window and then when you step back it kind of turns into abraham lincoln it looks like pixels and yeah it backs up and it's very cool it's, hey that's abraham lincoln yeah it's really neat they like that they like looking at a lot of the stuff the thing that they um to get the most out of the probably this museum and any museum is they have an app that you can use for free. Yeah. You can download an app and you can put on like, I guess, earbuds or headphones. Right. They have an audio tour. An audio tour. So every painting has a like a little QR code you can scan and mm -hmm. it'll tell you exactly what you're looking at. A little right. bit of history. And that's really, I think, the way to go. Uh, uh, did you do that? Were you? I did. I downloaded the app. Um, you weren't listening though. You were just reading the description. I was. Well, so there was this one area w that had a ton of photographs of Salvador Dali and his wife and his life basically um <clears throat> he lived a lot of his life he was born and died in spain and um the there's this one section that has photographs and it there's probably i don't know 50 or 60 photographs on the wall in this one area and they're all kind of small like eight by tens you know or you know maybe 11 by 14s yeah. but um and they're all in this kind of like design on the wall and then there's a plaque beside it that has like shadowed um, like squares that are in the shape of whatever the, the photo is. And it tells you like who took the photo, what was happening in the photo, like where he was, what's he doing and who the photographer was. And, um, and I was telling the kids cause I didn't really realize at first that that's what it was doing. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that it was like, you know, explaining the photographs off to the, oh, off to the side. Right, right, right. The guide. Yeah. I didn't really understand it at first. And that's, you know, just a little slow on my part, but, um, it took me a second to realize to understand what you were talking about just now, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but, but I didn't really understand it first. So I downloaded the app to be, to, so, so I made sure that I was explaining to the kids what, what we were seeing here. And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, crazy pictures of him like you said like walking an aardvark or like you know um sitting on the floor in his house while his wife's sitting in a chair you know and it's like uh, just kind of random stuff you know but um but it was i mean the guy's guy was very talented you know and it's interesting too because like when you start the exhibit it starts with like his early work, which is very different than his later it surreal was just, work. Right. It was the, what you'd expect. It was like landscapes. Right. You know. And Not what you'd expect. It looked like nothing special. It looked like special. art. You just, know, yeah. just like, oh, yeah, that's just another nice and little landscape. Nice picture. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but his, you know, later stuff was when he got, you know, you could tell his talent really was 
Um, or he decided to just go in a different direction. Well, not only that, not only his direction changed, but his talent really increased, I think, because like the difference in quality from his early paints, pa- early paintings to his later paintings is like night and day. You know, it's like, I, I, it's just a big difference, I think. So, um, yeah, they break it up in like, um, I guess eras. Yeah. Of yeah. His yeah. life. Now, before we go any further, I think we should explain that neither you or I are like, I wouldn't consider myself any sort of um, art, art, art appreciation aficionado. So, yeah, if anybody is, is, you're probably tearing your hair out right now. Oh, I, oh, yeah. At what I'm you're, sure. we're talking about because I'm sure. we just went in there as complete, just hey, let's go and explore the Dali yeah, Museum. We're laymen, right? Like you know, enjoying it. So, and while I do enjoy the Dali exhibit, we've been there before. We've experienced it before. I think it's a very, a very nice um, exhibit. It's it's not really my thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like it's the kind of thing I'd go see once and mm-hmm. then I'd be good. And you're good. Yeah. Right, right. You know? Um, now, so then... So That's we, why they have the rotating uh, exhibits. Right. To bring you in oh, again. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so then we walk across, like, so they kind of, like, steer you. So you have to go through the Dali exhibit first. And then you we walk across this, like, you know, area where there's a stairwell in the middle. And, and we go for the Van Gogh Alive. <clears throat> and... Before, uh, I didn't be- before we get to the Van Gogh Live, can we talk about go back to talk about the the Dolly Live thing that they did? There's this screen, like oh this, right, 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 this sure, tall TV screen. Just imagine a TV screen turn on its side, and there's a pedal you can push with your foot to start it. I guess it's probably like a COVID friendly thing, so people aren't hitting it with their fingers. And then Salvador Dali appears on this screen, like a video of him comes on, and he starts talking to you, and he's like making eye contact with you. Yeah, the kid said that he his eyes were following them everywhere he went. And every went. and I did it I did it about three different times and he has a different spiel every time. Uh-huh. And he comes out and the first time he came out he said, "Hola, I have been gone from this earth for over thirty years and I live on here in this museum." And he started talking. I don't I didn't really catch everything he was saying because I was sort of more captivated by just how kind of cool and how creepy it was because this it was a real video of him talking to you. And you said to me, you're like, I don't understand how this is possible. Like, he's been dead for 30 years. And I was, and I'm it, like, is this an actor who looks exactly like right. him? And I, that's what I said. I was like, it must be an I actor. Assume. It right. must be an actor that they got, like, that looks so like him. That. And then later in the exhibit, I found a plaque that explained. That it was him. It was him. That they took, like, basically images, video dialogue like quotes and things like that and they all they digitally like recreated him recreated him into this and he walks up and starts talking to you about the museum it's crazy it was really wild it was yeah i almost remember that more so than than the other it was was, the actual art it was uh, as two people who are really into video editing audio editing it was super like that's something else yeah that's the kind of stuff we're like wow that's really amazing it it was very much sort of an afterthought it wasn't like a main attraction in the museum no just a screen you walk by and you can push this pedal and it starts talking to you but i was like whoa this is really uncanny valley yeah i mean it wasn't even uncanny valley because it didn't look like you know uncanny valley is yeah it's like a cartoon that looks like a real person yeah like uh the too much like the a Polar rubber. Express. Right. That's like serious on Candy Valley. No, it was like really him talking to you, and uh, yeah, that it didn't, that it didn't look animated. No, it looked it w- like a person. It looked like had, a person on video. Actually, like recorded the the video for them. So that yeah. um that was pretty that wild. Was, that is pretty. That yeah. was pretty cool. It was amazing what they could do. They could bring anyone back. Right. So so okay. So we walk across the way to the Van Gogh Alive exhibit, and I didn't completely know what to expect. Obviously, I know who Van Gogh is. I actually really like Van Gogh's work. I you know Starry Night, The Sunflowers. You know those like I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with those, and I I like that kind of impressionist style. I think it's really cool. I had no idea what it was going to be at all. I thought I'd seen a few video like some pictures of the video screens. Right. I and I, thought that's, that's me too. Like I had, and some of my friends had gone and I'd seen pictures of them standing in front of giant projection screens with Van Gogh's art in front of them. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more similar to like a little bit of a video, I don't know, interactive thing. And then kind of like the Andy Warhol exhibit where there was a lot of his art. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I wasn't necessarily expecting his art because I hadn't ever, I mean, in none of the photographs that I seen any of his art, I saw just the projection screen. So I was really, I was really expecting like some kind of interactive, 
um, digital experience. That's what I was kind of banking on, which is, you know, what we got. Yeah. But, um, but we walk into this, the, they kind of guide you and they tell you to go into this first room and there are, the room is, sur- is surrounded by projection screens and there's a projection screen on the floor as well. And the one on the floor has quotes from Van Gogh and it's things that he actually said. Um, and then the quote ties to whatever painting is showing at that moment you know in He's some explaining way explaining his life when he right did this his thing. Yeah. how what he did how he did it and it's or very what he was experiencing emotionally and mentally you know he had van gogh struggled a lot and he's very very well known that he struggled a lot with his mental health he's more famous for the guy who cut his own ear off right right and that's what people right say right i guess there's like it's kind of like the game of telephone though how it happened right I think I think the actual story is a little less dramatic than it's been made out to be. Yeah, and I don't think he cut his whole ear off, no. and it was an accident. Like when of. I was a kid, I I don't know why I think this, or even maybe maybe this was something I heard somewhere. I I thought he cut his ear off and like put it in the mail and like mailed it to his ex-wife or his girlfriend or something like that. That's what I thought. I remember reading like he just and and then I kind of grew up thinking, oh yeah, Van Gogh isn't he the guy who cut off his ear and mailed it to somebody? Well, it's funny. Unless I'm just mixing something up. Maybe I heard something else. I'm mixing up my my, uh, my artist stories. Well, no. I mean, uh, from what I'm seeing here, like, that's, that is, that is an alleged story that he, like, wrapped it up and mailed it to. Did Van Gogh mail? Okay, look. When you type in, did Van Gogh in Google mail his ear is like yeah. the first thing and that's what it says it says the what i saw is like it was he allegedly mailed it to a prostitute oh okay that's not his <laughs> girlfriend or wife well no. maybe it is who uh, might have judged? yeah i don't know so um anyway but we we digress so the the quotes so i didn't obviously i didn't really know about the quotes as being a part of the exhibit but for me the quotes made the exhibit so much more emotional. You know what I mean? Like just being surrounded by his art is obviously breathtaking, but knowing obviously, you know, it was designed by, you know, some kind of, um, curator and it's not it's so very... obviously every quote didn't necessarily tie to the specific painting that was on you know they're trying display to that right it, yeah story. they're tr- they're creating a story they're creating an emotion from our from the viewer and which this is, isn't just you staring at a screen this is very surrounding you're it's very... yeah you're surrounded by screens the screens are changing all the time probably the best way I had to describe it is uh like when you go to Disney World or Epcot or they've got those light projection shows on the castle now yep. mm-hmm it's like that, but you're in a black box but theater. You're, but you're in a black thing. box theater, a yeah. much a scaled down, kind of more personal version of that. Right. Not quite as elaborate, but it's right in your face, and it, the art is like surrounding you, and right. there's the stuff on the floor. So, so we're, we walk in, and we're we're walking, and I don't really know what to expect because I had no idea. Never, what, we're, never we're been there, into. never been at this exhibit, never been to this exhibit before. We walk in to this one little square room, black box room. Um, and it continues on, obviously, into a couple additional rooms. It almost reminded me of a haunted house a little bit, the layout. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Not, it wasn't scary, obviously, but it, no. the, the feel, the vibe, the dark, and the, the, yeah. So we go in, and I'm immediately, like, that kind of stuff affects me differently than it affects you, obviously, because I'm a, a woman, and, like, I, I think it just has something to do with like, uh, you know, art, not necessarily like I'm uh, my background is a lot of has a lot of art in it, like not specifically um, like paintings, you know, but like theatrical art. Like I, I used to work at a theater. I worked at a science center that that, you know, added art to steam, you know, that whole process and right. incorporating that into science, technology, engineering and math, you know, so uh, like art is something that I feel like I've worked a lot in nonprofits. So that's something that's always kind of been a big part of my life and something I've really appreciated, especially performance art, which is kind of where I've focused. I did drama in high school, you know, so 
when when someone takes a visual art like uh, you know painting and turns it into what I would interpret as a performing art which is what I would say this was in, in a way because even though people I'd say it was more of like a multimedia experience well people because there wasn't anybody performing there wasn't anyone performing but there was a performance I mean you have to admit that 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 you, when I walked in there I was awestruck by the you know the choreography of the paintings being you know cycled through combined with the quotes that were and the tied music to remember them. the music the, and the music right. there was a there was a very real show happening you know don't, it, absolutely you of course 100 percent. so yeah no one no person was performing but there was a performance happening and i i i that kind of stuff as soon as it happens i get like all in you yeah, know what i mean right, like right. i'm like sucked in and you guys are less like that I think that you I think you appreciate it, and I think that if if the I kids wouldn't necessarily had... say that this didn't give me like the goosebumps like it gave you, yeah. But I'll definitely get moved by like a, a piece of music I oh, really yeah. like, or, no, or a song or a movie that hits me. But here, I, I will get spined. I'll get you know tingles. goosebumps, tingles from from right. music. But absolutely. Well, and I think too, there was a couple of things going on. One, we had a twelve and a fourteen year old with us, and they seemed a little. They were they, they. I think when they first walked in, they were like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." I will admit, I probably would have enjoyed it, or I don't know, not say enjoyed, enjoyed it more enjoyed if they weren't more. there. I I would allowed have, myself to be more immersed into it. I definitely would have enjoyed it more if they hadn't. Been also, there. I don't know, and I and I say that loving them like crazy, but they, you know, there's some there's something to being in an area where you just want to sit and enjoy it, and someone going, "Okay, can we move on?" Yeah, another person kind of about, "Oh man, I hate going? that." No, you know, I 100% can, we, can we go to the next that. room? Right, and, and that's what they were doing. I mean, not immediately. They were in they there. They were kind of pulling you they out. They were of in it. there for like a 10, 10 or 15, 10 minutes maybe, and then they're like, "Okay, can we go to the next room?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, go to the next room. I don't care. Yeah, Leave me alone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I feel like I'm glad you really liked it. I thought it was cool. It wasn't. It didn't like. Uh, give me the the goosebumps like you. Uh, I, one thing I will say though, and the other thing is you weren't feeling well too. Still, I wasn't feeling too great. I still, I still kind of have a little bit of a thing, but uh, uh, the kids being there and not allowing me to, I was kind of watching them while you were doing. You were allowing yourself to become totally just Immersed. enraptured in it, yeah. And I was sort of like watching the kids and kind of making sure that they weren't, you know, going to run off and knock over a projector or something <laughs> but well, they're not they're not crazy. um i also two things though they were just getting a little antsy i get right they were getting a little antsy and, and everybody was in there kind of watching everything i kind of wish and it was very awe inspiring kind of like like as soon as you walked in it was silence right. you know what everybody's i mean very like, quiet. Everybody's, well, there's, it's not it was loud because there's music but it wasn't it nobody's was, talking but you could yeah you could tell that no one was talking and like if like the kids started talking it's like shh, you know right. like because you don't want to impact someone else's experience you know i wish that i had known when they let you in did they did they bring you in at the beginning of a new show or it was just at a random time it was at it? a random time and because i know that because you guys left because i was like can you please leave <laughs> no i didn't really say that but i mean i could tell that you were getting antsy and i was like if you guys want to go downstairs and like you know maybe sit in the cafe and have a coffee or something because I don't want to leave yet. And I could tell the kids were ready to go. And you were like, yeah, let we gala. We're going to do that. So was the whole show, this is something I, I was completely, it completely missed me or I was, it was just lost on me. Did we, we got in at a random time. Did we got the in show a have a, a beginning, like a beginning yes, and end point? See, I wish that I had known that. And if I had known that, I wish that maybe we would, Stay do they it. let you in at the ran at the beginning and the end? No, they don't. Because from my perspective, here's what I saw. We walked in. It was a bunch of pretty pictures on the walls moving around. We in walked a digital in, performance. Just to tell you, we walked in probably less than five minutes after the beginning. Really? Okay. Because I but we didn't walk in at the beginning. I didn't get that there was like a story being told. Yeah. For me, and maybe because I was kind of with the kids, it was just a random just sensory assault right. you're gonna look at all yeah. these pictures 
going to hear the music. And yeah. they weren't real. This None of this is the real art, by the way. I don't know if we've been clear about that. This is just video of it. Yeah. Like in a, it's a projection. projection that's all around you. Uh, so I didn't know if there was like a, an actual narrative I'm supposed to follow. I walked in and there was quotes on the ground and then yeah. up on the ceiling and then pictures and they were moving around and doing yep. stuff. And then you walk to the next room and it was the same thing in the next room and then you leave. So I didn't really know that there was something I'm supposed to be following. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, too. I didn't it, it took a little while to figure it out for me, too. But the um, so I stayed a little longer than you, you guys did. So that's how I know this. But I saw the end. The end happened probably. I don't know. How long were you guys downstairs without me? We were there for a good 20 minutes. So okay. we gave you a good amount of time. to. Okay. So I would say I watched probably for another 10 minutes yeah. and it ended. Okay. And it was, uh, you know, a pretty clear ending, I think, because the beginning was very clear. The beginning was, and I'll, lo we'll, we'll, you know, put some of the pictures in the show notes, right? Mm -hmm. Or a link yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, but like in the beginning... There was a sign, a very specific sign. Oh, this is the story. That of says okay. this is the story of Vincent Van Gogh's artistic journey. Like it, and it's like okay, and then it goes dark, and then it starts with like some of his like the first quote that comes up is the beginning is perhaps more difficult than anything else, but keep heart, it will turn out all right. Okay, and you know it kind of goes through like some of the background and what what he you know like w some of his earlier work and why he went for, through very different periods of um, the, the kind of art he painted. Like his early work was actually much um, more dreary and dark, almost like, like almost like it almost looked like it was black and white kind of paintings. Um, which is funny because it is in, in his later life when he had so much struggle with mental health. Um, but his paintings were so bright and colorful and happy looking you know what i mean right um so i didn't even know so this is how much of a philistine i am i didn't even, i mean i know vince i like i said earlier i'm not the, like the a big i like art museums right it's i like going I, i'll enjoy it i'll walk around kind of absorb everything uh but I didn't really know he was known for like sunflowers till we got there. And oh, the whole really? place is covered in sunflowers. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, he's like known for sunflowers. Oh. Oh, and really? And then I, I'm, I'm terrible. I know. No, I admit I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I'm such an uncultured no, caveman. But we go in there and I know him from like the portrait, like the self-portrait yes, of him. Yes, obviously. Like that's yeah. Van Gogh. And he, he was the guy who mailed his ear to somebody. That's I knew him as that and guy. Which night. may not even be true. I don't even know that I knew that was him until... We walk in there and we saw the starry night. I'm like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> I feel like a person who went to see a band that like, they only know hey, one know song. song. <laughs> and they're like, I know this song. Oh, this is him. This is the guy. Oh, I know this song. That's how I felt. Gotcha. So maybe that kind of like, um, kind of like tempered my, uh, not enjoyment, but my. Um, right. I get it. You know, the I way do. that no, I, I appreciation of it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and, and then for some reason, I thought he was the guy who did Scream. The guy who, you know, the oh no, the, I thought that was because it looked like Starry Night. I know <laughs> anybody who knows anything about art is tearing their hair out at me right now, but I didn't know that that was him. I just knew him from the the self portrait. Yeah. And yeah, no, I don't know. I I don't remember who did Scream. Um, it kind of looked similar to me for some reason, but then when the Starry Night know, stuff came on, him. I thought, oh yeah, no, that's well, a, oh no, no, um. That uh, that I knew that was him. Yeah, uh, Edvard Munch. Edvard Munch that's is not him. the one who did the screen. I like that name though. That's a fun name. Um, <clears throat> maybe you think. Maybe you thought of is was the Van Gogh, um, background at Disney's um, art uh, festival of the arts next to the Scream background. Background. It could have been. I think maybe that's maybe that's why you're. Who's the water lily guy? That is um, Monet. Porridge. See, they're all, they're all just. <laughs> um, maybe I need to take an art appreciation <laughs> class. And I don't really know that much about art, but um, but I know you know some of the famous stuff. So I I know like I know that Van Gogh was you know very famous for his sunflowers, for his self portrait, for Starry Night, um, and and I really like. I've always actually really liked 
his style of painting because I think it's so cool how he does like random strokes that make up a picture. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the individual, like, you know, like I think I feel like most painters are like they're painting a face and it looks like a face, but he's like painting lines that once you look at it as a whole, it turns into a like face. If you put your face you know right up I mean? to the canvas, you're just going to see a bunch of lines. And then when you, you move know, that, right. or t- different texture. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Um, anyway, but I, um, I was definitely enthralled by the exhibit and I completely understood why they didn't have any benches or chairs in the exhibit because I seriously could have gone in there and sat for hours. Yeah, like they, it was, they didn't want people just camping out in there. Yeah. And I mean, people were camped out in there already. I mean, they, I, I mean, there were people in there that when I left, they had, they were in there when I got in there, you know, and I was in there for almost an hour. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was, it was very captivating. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wish that, honestly, I wish that I could go again and see it again. Cause I would love, uh, you know, the way that they told the story with his quotes, you know, and it was just, some of it was just so sad, you know, like I, I gotta, I gotta read a couple of the quotes because they, um, they, they just like struck me like this one, for example, um, he says, I can't change the fact that my paintings don't sell, but the time will come when people will recognize that they are worth more than the value of the paints used in the picture. Were they not selling back in the day? They when never, he, was... he never saw his paintings sell. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that so sad? It's it's wild how someone can become so much more famous after they yeah, cut it's... off their ear and mail it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes them famous. Jeez, terrible. Um, so It's kind of true, though, in a weird... like. Are there any artists out, I mean, again, this is me that is, I don't know anything about artists, really, except for, like, I, it's been pretty clear that I'm pretty much a, a Philistine on this subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you've made that clear. Um, how many artists out there that are famous artists who, are, you know, are world-renowned and, and respected that are just normal, everyday, like, people who didn't do anything crazy? Is that, is that even a thing? What do you mean? Like, Salvador Dali. You know, he's obviously known for his for his eccentricity, eccentricity and photos of him walking around like walking an anteater like it's a dog and just right. being a general weirdo, which I think, though, there's actually some debate on whether or not a lot of his weird activities or his weirdness was it was a was an act or not. I've actually read that there's been times where probably he's just hanging out with people, friends that know him, and then he's just being normal. And someone walks into the room who he doesn't know. And then he all of a sudden has to get up and just put on a show for the people you know um like van gogh he was known for being depressed and mailing his ear to somebody which probably isn't true i'm gonna keep using that as an example Mm, right um i don't know what about what was monet's deal did he do anything was he known for any like controversy or weirdness in his life well what's the line from oceans 11 um where one of them had syphilis. Monet and Monet. Monet one of, and, yeah. and Monet. One of them had syphilis. One married his mistress. Yeah. yeah. See, both those are are stuff that would get them right known. And the only reason you know that is because you watched Ocean Ele- right. Eleven about eight million times. Yeah. And Julia Roberts says, and they also painted. Yeah. See, I, I I think I identify more with George Clooney's character <laughs> there because he doesn't know any of these people either. Right. Um. <clears throat> so there. So I just want to read a couple more of the quotes just because. They struck me. A lot of them struck me, and I know that you're 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 kind of smirking over there because you think that I'm 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 a dork. But and if I'm reading it, some I'm re- some that's never been a secret. I'm reading it in kind of a stunted way, is because I'm reading it from a picture, and it's there. They used. Let me just say they used a script that it wasn't easy to read, especially the script was not easy to read. It was like a very it like handwritten yeah font. it was and i think that was their goal was to make it look like it was written by him but it was it's a it's a tough script to read like the kids couldn't even read it because they don't teach cursive in school anymore yeah, so may as well be egyptian hieroglyphics <laughs> right so um so yeah so that's why if, if i sound like i'm not reading very fluidly that's why it's hard to read sometimes um so this was one that i kind of do they really not teach cursive at all anymore in their school mm-hmm 
No. I don't think I knew that. I mean, I, I, I think I'm okay with that because it's kind of... I mean, it's tough when you go to exhibits like yeah. this. <laughs> well, the exhibit needs to get with the times and have that in a nice, bold Tahoma font. <laughs> Tahoma. Comic Sans. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Not Comic Sans. All right. So this one... Ariel. Um, Verdiana. Close friends are truly life's treasures. Sometimes they know us better than we know ourselves. With gentle honesty, they are there to guide and support us, to share our laughter and our tears. Their presence remind us that we are not really, never really alone. And then it ha- he, they put some paintings up of like, of what I, I assume is his like pa- portraits of other people. Um, <clears throat> and then be clearly aware of the stars and infinity on high. Their life seems almost enchanted after all. And that's with Starry Night. Um, you get into some of his, like he's one was, I will not live without love, which I, I think that's awesome. Another one, I feel that there is nothing more truly artistic than to love people. He obviously was a very like emotional, you know, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then like when it gets more into like his, some of his, um, more melancholy times Um, in either figure or landscape. I wish to express not sentimental melancholy, but serious sorrow. I mean, he just, he obviously, and he actually, I don't know if he ended up committing, committing himself or if he was committed, but he went into an asylum for his depression and, and then continued to paint there. That's when all of his more, bright and colorful and more well he had been painting more colorful famous for a while but i think he was only in the asylum for a couple of years before he died but he did do a lot of really bright colorful stuff when he was in that asylum so i don't know it's kind of it's definitely a a sad story but it was very moving to me and i anyone who even remotely gets into that kind of you know either of a, you know, performing art or um, digital media, multimedia kind of thing. Digital multimedia art. That's what I would, a a digital multimedia performance. That's what I would describe it as. Yeah. And, and the quotes going with it. I mean, it's just like, otherwise it would have been very lovely, but the quotes made it really meaningful. I felt like, Um, so I highly recommend it. If you, you haven't gone, I, I, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Do you think it might have been almost a little more accessible if the if it, if some if there was a narrator reading the quotes or reading that instead or kind of it would because have been you didn't have to kind of make the effort to look at the screen. So some of the screens were kind of turned in an awkward angle where you couldn't really yeah. read them that easily, mm-hmm. and then they were in like that cursive font. Yeah. But th- th- but there was like this music playing, then that may have sort of taken you out of th- the music was a big part of it. I think that so there was uh, so the first room you go into, like you actually the first two rooms you go into, you kind of have to walk into the room and around and like you're in you, you you feel like you're standing in people's way, right? Like you're standing in front of the screens that they're projecting on. I mean, the screens are all around, but like the it feels like you're standing in front of the main screens that are proje- being projected on to read the quotes that are on the floor. And I think they did that on purpose because they want you immersed. They want you in there. They, they want, want you, a lot of people didn't want to do that. They and didn't, they, they didn't want right, to walk. They were worried in, right. about I think walking in front of projections for other people. Which I get that too. Um, so I, I think that there were a lot of like design choices that I understand why they did them, but there's there was some drawbacks to them. You they know? didn't take human nature into account when they said they put that screen in the ground and they turned it in a certain way. They thought people would actually walk in there, but they didn't. Yeah, they were afraid of blocking right. the view. So if you're just standing there, you're missing <clears throat> most of the story because you're not reading the... But if you continue walking, like, like Andy said earlier... There's th- basically three different rooms. One's a small square. The second one's a small square. And then the third one is a giant open area with tons of screens with a big, you know, column in the middle that has more screens on it. You know, they're, but they're all playing the same thing. 
you know, the show is all the same. It's not like, you know, what something different is happening in one room versus it's, another. Right. You're not. So no matter what room anything. you're in, you're experiencing the same thing. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I highly recommend it if you haven't gone, uh, you know, definitely go if if you know I, th- I feel like we've explained it pretty well especially if, this, if it's your thing if this is kind of your thing i highly recommend it i i thoroughly enjoyed it i really would love to go back and um love to go back without the kids <laughs> uh to go it's 25 bucks for adults this includes the whole museum this is the mm-hmm. dolly museum the whatever right now it's van gogh but they have special uh, like limited uh, uh limited time events happening traveling a exhibits, lot right, yeah. traveling exhibits uh, they have discounts for for military seniors and students. Kids six to twelve are only ten bucks, and then five and younger are free. There's also a there was another like a third exhibit room that was a bunch of local kids art, like a lot of high school art. Right. And that was actually I think our kids actually enjoyed that the most. It seemed like they were digging, they were really into that. They spent a lot of time looking at those those. Yeah. Uh, the art down there. They could relate to that. Yeah, that's probably why they could relate to that. Those were like kids their age. And another thing, just if you do go, make sure you go out back to the garden area. Oh, yeah. We almost forgot about the garden. The garden area is so fun and cool. Like, I mean, they've got lots of statues back there. They've got um, rocks. They've got, like, places where you can sit and take pictures. Um, They've got a place where you can tie off your entry bracelet onto what they call a wish tree. Um, they have a little like little remember there was like this little bird statue very small just about yeah, like an a actual copper, bird a copper statue with a Salvador Dali mustache skull, that nobody yeah. notices like a little yeah. Easter egg yeah yeah he had like this giant mustache um, they had a melting clock sculpture back there on a bench mm-hmm. yeah there was the bench itself was actually melting it was yeah um, so yeah and there's a cafe that you can have a cup of coffee and I, I thought it was cool too that like if you get a cup of coffee from there I assume just at right now um they probably don't have this all the time but you were given a cup of coffee in a coffee cup with a van gogh painting on it oh i didn't notice that yeah i thought that was neat well the cat is outside the door meowing so you know what that means (laughs) uh time to bake the donuts (laughs) time to to wrap it up and feed the cat because i can hear her meowing through the door (laughs) all right um but that was uh that was the van gogh dolly museum um I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's not, I'm, I'm not really the... I may not personally be the target audience. Yeah. But I had a good time. Well, if you guys go, let us you, know. You are definitely the target audience. Yeah. You were like captivated by this. If you go, let us know how what you thought and if you enjoyed it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you guys for listening. If you liked our podcast, please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family. An easy way to support the show is by visiting our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com and clicking through on the button that says support the show with Amazon. If you click through that link and just make your normal purchases, Amazon gives a commission to the show at no cost to you. Or you can click the link that says become a patron and drop a dollar in our Patreon tip jar. Patreon is a site where you can support small artists like us who are trying to create fun and interesting content with little or no budget. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our handle is at Florida Podcast. And don't forget to check out SunshineStateInsider.com and SunshineStateShirts.com for interesting articles and fun Florida apparel. We will see you guys next time.